This time on Kawhi Fi Radio, we question the logic of harem romances. This girl ends up getting 13 brand new stepbrothers. 13! <laughs> 13, yes. Kyle forgets what convention we were at. I'm so used to talking about Hoshikon. He's been on the road too long. He's done too many conventions. <laughs> they're, all, they're all blurry together. <laughs> and we talk travelling Japan with Japan Demand. We got an Airbnb in Osaka because yeah. we got there at night and the next day we came out and literally crossed. It was clearly what, what we discovered was a love hotel and it was called Oyo It's On. Oh, it's on! Avalanche! <laughs> <laughs> Onita! It's over 9,000! Nani? Configure the language logic interface for Japanese. Wi Fi! Wi Fi! Wi Fi! Wi Fi Radio! Konnichiwa and welcome. You're tuned in to Kawaii Fi Radio, the podcast where we dive in the world of anime and manga. I'm Kyle and joining me are my wonderful co-host, Kenny Fafa, and this week's special guest, Jumbanderman himself, Christian. How are you doing, mate? Hey, how's it going? Happy to be here. Thanks for having me. <laughs> now, uh, Christian, you... you? Um, you, you are kind of in a bit of a brand switch where before you were doing a lot of focus on Japan stuff, but uh, mm-hmm. what, what, what are you kind of looking to do now? Okay, so now I'm doing more, I guess, photography. So Japan Demand, mm. I guess, is having a well-earned break. Um, you know, he's been around for about 10 years. So, um, so yeah, just going under, yeah, undergoing a, uh, a, bit of a, a bit of a transformation. But, you know, I mean, obviously still heavily invested in Japan and all things Japan, um, you know, waiting for all this, you know, travel to eventually open up in probably realistically, what are we looking at? What, two years, three years? And um, yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, no. it's a bit of bad yeah. luck for you as well right now because you've gone back into lockdown in Melbourne as well, isn't it? Tell me about it. We're, uh, we're, I, I don't know. Yeah, it's just, um, <laughs> yeah, it's it's funny. In a, in a, you know, not a good way. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, so, no. Mm. I was going to say, like, it's it's kind of fortuitous in a way that I guess you don't have anywhere to be this afternoon. <laughs> well, that's the thing. I have nothing but time and nothing, I guess, but time to mm. save up, you know, money as well for next Japan trip. So, mm. this mm. is nice. true. And now, for some of the listeners who haven't heard of you, could you uh, give us a quick spiel on uh, who you are and what you've done? Sure, okay. Mm-hmm. With Japan Demand, yeah, definitely. Okay, so Japan Demand, me, started a website called uh, japandemand.com, which initially was basically trying to bring, I guess, um, you know, a touch of Japan, but basically from what I saw in Melbourne to the rest of the world. Now, unfortunately, when I started it, there wasn't a lot of Japan stuff in Melbourne, so it just shifted to actually, well, mm-hmm. you know, let me start reporting on things that I like, from Japan, whether it's anime or manga or just places to visit, things to see. And yeah, from there, it just, it just grew. And, you know, I was, I was lucky enough to make some some contacts and some networking and, you know, j- just do some really cool stuff through the website. You know, of course, the website, I guess, spawned the, you know, the, the TV show, It's Japan Man. Um, and, mm-hmm. uh, and that was a lot of, and that was a lot of fun to do, you know, that led to, you know, interviewing some awesome Japanese voice actors and cosplayers and you know being able to film in japan and you know get exclusive access to some things in japan where norm you know where cameras normally aren't allowed to go which is lots of fun and uh yeah but but that's basically it just reporting on on things i guess that i like 
Yeah, and I actually got my start really with the anime news and things like that through japanaman.com because we used to do a lot of work together on Japanaman a few years back. And normally when I go to – every year I go to Melbourne and me and Christian would actually catch up for a token meal, whatever we would do. Unfortunately, we haven't been able to do that <laughs> for like the last year and a bit. Uh, but it's a shame. but mm. yeah, every time I go to Melbourne, it's like I'll catch up with Christian. Yeah, so it's mm. – Oh, but fantastic. I still do. Like, I do things with Japan Man still, but it's a bit more on hiatus as opposed mm. to what I'm doing now with um, Kawaii Fire. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Now, um, mm. we will talk to you uh, a bit more in just a moment, Christian. Um, but as we love to say yeah, to sure. all of our guests here, enough about you. Let's talk about the program ahead. <laughs> <laughs> um, now, we are. <laughs> conveniently ties in quite well to what Christian himself does. Um, we're talking travel, which is also the topic that was for our Tokyo Alley yes. show um, this past fortnight. That video should be coming this Friday on the Kawaii Friday video release days, um, which I finally, you know, have started doing. And I like how you slipped in the Kawaii Friday video release as well. Did you notice that? I did, It's yes. not going to be every Friday. <laughs> It'll be when I actually have enough time to put a video yeah. together. Um, we do have to do a Patreon member shout-out for our first proper Kawaii Fi senpai, Tojoko. Oh, wow. Yes, so, we actually uh, have a we fan. We have oh, a fan. Wow. Um, Tojoko's from Germany. And, oh, wow. Um, yeah, so <laughs> really cool to, um, to get that. And we also need to say thank you to Alkinator, who left us a great review on Apple podcasts last year uh sorry we only just found it <laughs> because um apple podcast has gone through a full reshuffle in the past two months since they relaunched it and everything was a mess before it and it's still a mess now but um this episode we're talking about travel in anime and more specifically anime that showcases real locations in the world and there's plenty to talk about in that and if you are new to the show consider hitting that subscribe button and join the Fi community you can find us on youtube spotify apple podcasts and google podcasts and we'd love to be in your pocket for your next day off there's plenty to talk about this this episode, but first, let's have a look at what we're watching. I have no idea how old I am or where I came from. Daddy, hurry up! Hey, time! I gotta go. I just, I have to know. Onichan, nani wo miru? What we're watching? Well. Fafa, you get to start off this week. Do I really? What have you been watching this past fortnight <laughs> and why should all four of us watch it? Well, I don't know if you all four should be watching it. But... Okay, so I was a bit bored on, I think it was Thursday. Yeah, it was Thursday night. And I was like, on Discord, as I always am, I was chatting to some friends and we were like just flipping through Anime Lab. And I was like, I don't know what to watch. Like, I mean, I could pick up a new show. We were talking about, you know, Tokyo Revengers. That's not on Anime Lab. No. So we couldn't watch that. And we're like, well, what do we do? So we just kept flipping through and just looking through all the titles and stuff like that. And um, I'm going to call her out on this one. Rhea Tanja, who is an idol in East Coast, was watching the Discord with me. And she's like, <gasps> Brothers Conflict. I'm like, what? <laughs> okay. So, okay, so I I'm going to assume... Most of us haven't heard of that. No, um, I would imagine you wouldn't have heard. C Christian, have you heard of Brothers Conflict at all? I can't say that I have, no. But you know, okay. Um, what on earth is it? <laughs> it is a great reverse harem um, okay. anime. Smashing. So basically, um, this girl ends up getting 13 brand new stepbrothers. <laughs> 13! <laughs> 13. 13, yes. Not okay. just one or two. 13. Okay. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. Yeah. So basically her dad gets remarried to his the brother's mother, which okay. is So I'm only on up to episode 4 at the moment. And anyway, we started watching it and it is 
I'm like, what am I watching? But I'm loving it because... Uh, um, I have a couple of questions <laughs> that need to be answered okay. because I'm assuming it's the one mother that is the mother to 13 yeah, of them. Yeah, but one of them is adopted. Okay. But just one. Just I'm assu- one. Uh, is, are there twins or there's quintuplets a, a, or triplets? There's a set of triplets, I'm pretty sure. Okay. Yep. So um, that's four of them. <sighs> yeah. And please tell me that they are appropriately age-based. Uh, yeah. Uh, um, I don't like them, that hesitation. <laughs> most of them are. There's like maybe like, you know, there's like the younger brother in there as well. Mm. But you, you know, there's never going to be anything there. That's, <laughs> that said, um, I did read the synopsis for it as well because I'm only up to episode four. And eventually all the brothers find some sort of like romantic interest or like some of, sort of, of relationship course. that they want to be a part of with this with this girl. <laughs> and, you know, it's typical reverse harem. Okay. My uh, knowledge of, like, harem reverse harem things is that each kind of, like, uh, goal character sort of, like, is part of, like, an archetype. Mm-hmm. You know, you've got the pretty boy one, you've got the smart one, you've got the vampire, yes, yeah, you've yeah, got yeah, the yeah. twins. But the best thing about it How is... How many vampires are there oh, in the 13? <laughs> but, like... <laughs> They're so beautiful, the boys. Okay, there's 13 okay. characters. Yeah. That's yeah. Is it 13 episodes? One for each episode? Uh, <laughs> I think there's... I can't recall how many episodes... Um, because, like I said, I've just started watching it. And basically, it's that that show, right, that gets the girls a swooning. And I'm like, uh, I'm not going to swoon. And then there were moments it's like, oh, no, they're hot. <laughs> like, I can see how, like, you know, the, the girls in Japan would have gone all crazy about this oh. show. Um, it, it's a typical. It's got that mascot character in it as well, which mm. is this random squirrel. Okay. Does it talk? <laughs> yes. So is this called Brothers Conflict, you said? Yes, it is. Okay, because I just, I just, as you were talking, I just um, Googled it and I, I think I stumbled onto the wrong side of the internet and discovered something. <laughs> so, what did yeah, you anyway, find? So, but, but, but you're right, the boys... Yeah, the boys are beautiful, you know. So yeah, it's like it's yeah, awesome. it's it's by Honey. I'm pretty sure it's by Honeyworks as well. So it's just it's mm. very it's and beautiful. Th- this is a PG one as well. It's not like it uh, hardcore rated or anything like that, which is good. Um, okay, and you can watch that on Anime Lab. Anime Lab. So it's a Funimation show. It is actually it does have a dub. Yes. Oh, so okay. So probably all the Funimation services. Yep. So whacking in maybe Annie Plus as well. Um, all right, Christian. I believe you've been watching one of the epic sports series from last season to do with skateboarding yes yes i was watching uh skate the infinity and i guess being that it was about skateboarding is what drew me into it as an ex-skateboarder myself and look i thought it was fantastic i thought um wait you're an you ex-skateboarder know, yeah yeah well when i say ex you know we're talking like you know 35 let's oh, just say okay. 30 years ago so <laughs> let's say 30 years ago but, yeah, yeah, yeah let's say 30 years ago yeah but no it was it, it was great you know like I think with each new show that you watch, there's always like this thing about, um, you know, watch three episodes and you get into it. I loved yeah. it from the first one. I thought I thought every episode was fantastic. I love the characters. I love, you know, like the two leads and the dynamic yeah. between them. And, and you know, the um, I love what's that skater that's called uh, Cherry Blossom. It, it, like everything. It was, just, oh, it was fantastic. Yeah, yeah. I loved it. <laughs> Yeah, the the yeah, insanity of some some of the characters who have like t- like cherry blossom with technology integrated into his suit yes. board. I mean, yeah, yeah, you don't really see many animes which are based on skateboarding. It's quite unique. But even by the, even with that metric aside, I have not seen many animes that look like Skate the Infinity. Mm, no, it was beautiful. It's oh. so yeah. visually fascinating. Yeah, it definitely was. I, I loved it. Like the art style was was amazing. It, it was so lush. 
and he was very um, rich. And, yeah. you know, there was an episode when they went on, was I think a holiday to uh, to an island or something, and that was fantastic. You know, it was just it was just a, yeah. such such a gorgeous show to watch. Yeah, no, we, it was one of the ones we mentioned from was it last season? Yeah, last last season. season. It was last yeah. season yeah. that we said it was definitely one to keep an eye out for, and it, it it's seen a ton of praise. I believe it's on a, I think it's on above an eight on uh, Mal. It's but, huge. It is. Um, it is. We'll, I'll need to confirm that. And yeah. you know, as as a I wouldn't call myself an ex skater, but an ex trying skater <laughs> because I bought a skateboard and then stacked it repeatedly ended up injured and then gave my skateboard to my younger oh, brother okay. mm, um, I fair. quite enjoyed it because it's all things I can't do <laughs> <laughs> so it's sort of like a power fantasy yeah it's a power <laughs> fa- this is my isekai that time I got reincarnated as a skateboard yeah I just I just skated I didn't pretend to do tricks or anything and when I did it was you know embarrassing so this show was like uh, I lived vicariously <laughs> through it so yeah. it was great alright now Kenny um, you've gone something completely at the other end of the scale where Skate the Affinity is set in the real world this is set in it's a historic setting yeah it's uh so a bit of backstory um me and a couple of random people online got to talking about uh berserk because of the recent Ah, news but uh yeah they were like telling me convincing me to sort of like go back through the list of animes which i still need to watch like wolf's reign like berserk like claymore and like golden kamui because i gave that like I gave that the one episode treatment at the start of a season ages ago. (laughs) Me too. This looks great. I'll come back (laughs) later. And I never did. And so now I've actually gone through about four or five episodes as of last night. And oh, God, this series is great. Isn't it funny, though? You know those episodes that we first start watching Mm. and stuff like that? And then you go back to it a couple of years later and you're like, what was I thinking? Why didn't I watch this show? Like, it's Mm. actually really, really good. I mean,. There is so much anime, as we've uh, come oh. to know in the last few seasons especially. There's more anime <laughs> these days than there's ever been. It's a lot of catch-up. Yeah, we, we, we gonna, have to play catch-up with all of these different shows. I was going to say, it's, it's really... Uh, it's, I mean, it's a great thing that we're seeing more of this uh, access to it. Like, if, right. if you think back 10, 15 years ago, it was a case that you'd have to have a look online and find people who'd fan-subbed it, yep. um, which is a dubious grey area. Or just mm-hmm. randomly find it on SBS. Yeah. yeah. Yes, or, very late or, at or, night. Or Madman would have released it on DVD. Exactly. Um, and even then, back then, it wasn't a case that we had access to the big equivalents like JB Hi-Fi or, oh, my brain's... Um, HMV in the UK is a, a similar yeah. equivalent for anime. Um, it, I, I don't know what... Does anyone know what the US equivalent of like JB Hi-Fi uh, is? So it's like an electronics retailer that specialises yeah. in... Well, like Walmart, <laughs> except for anime. I think it actually... No, are you, I think it is like because they actually do a lot of distribution through like the Walmarts because it's not oh, okay. like the ones we have I here. Was, I was not being serious. No, <laughs> I'll, oh, well. We can always get back to it. I do have a question for all you guys though. Yeah, no. How was what was your first exposure to anime back when you first started it? Oh, we touched on this a while ago, but but um, like really, when you really like, ooh. I th- I, well, I think me and Kenny would both be like sort of cheese TV era, um, SBS era See, stuff. With cheese TV, I just thought, oh, that's kind of like a cartoon, but it's different. I didn't really understand right, the concept of anime. Yep. First for me would probably be uh, finding random 
bits and episodes of Bleach on YouTube uh, and finding Ghost in the Shell on SBS. Yeah, okay. yeah, what about you, Christian? Because you're a bit, uh, you're a bit a older. Bit older. Us, so. Yeah, thanks, man. No, yeah, I, um, <laughs> <laughs> I said a bit. I didn't say a lot. Just a little bit, not a lot. <laughs> it's okay. So, um, but you know, honestly, I, I have. Uh, Tell us me- about what it was like in your day. <laughs> I have um, vivid memories of um, of watching Astro Boy in the morning before school and not knowing, oh, course, you know, yeah. not knowing and uh, that he was anime, of course, you know, and. and uh, um, Gigantor. Um, so I'm not too sure. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So Gigantor. Gigantor. And, um, it's, it's one of those early mechas. Yeah, things. that's right. Yeah, yeah. I remember and, seeing um, that. It wasn't until I was doing my, I was, oh God, I was going to TAFE doing my uh, computer course and um, this guy that I'd gone to high school with, but I haven't seen in years, um, was doing the same course as me and we just caught up and like, you know, yeah. I ended up, you know, going to his place and you know, to do assignments and things like that. And he was like, um, I guess, like an otaku from way back way before I even knew that word. But he wow. was the one that really introduced me, I guess, to um, anime through, um, to be honest, it would have been Akira. He said, you have to watch this, this is amazing. I'm going to lend it to you. Yes. You know, yeah, yeah. And I took it home and watched it and was just like, you know, just yeah. mind blown. I think after that, yeah, it was just See, like, Akira yeah, would do that. Yeah. Akira would do that. And uh, as we've mentioned many times, my first foray into anime proper on SBS was Neon Genesis. Mine was Bubblegum <laughs> Crisis, I think. Yeah, well, which was yeah. like the year after, I yeah. think. Because yeah. mm-hmm. you and I are the same age. Same age so. yeah. Um, but yeah, um, it's it's kind of interesting how it turns out. Now, we have gone well off topic, so we'll quickly cover off <laughs> the last point. We do this all the time. It's great. It's great. Um, I've been Tangents. watching the Dr. Stone dub. Is it not the best dub you've heard? It's pretty good. Yeah, no, it I is. Know. I've heard some good, good. dubs. Yeah. Oh, but yeah. this one just is. Look, they've cast really well most yeah. of the characters. I think the only thing which is getting on my nerves is Gen, the mentalist character, and how he keeps using Pig Latin. Um, I want to slap him. But <laughs> at the same time, it's like it's perfect for his character as well. It's perfect for his character, but they use it too much. I know. So I'm really sick of him calling things uh, Az Cray and so on. It's just like, <laughs> just stop it! Wait, they do what? Oh, yeah. it's great. Though. Oh, they just. For the English dub, they, they give him catchphrases. They do. Mm. Um, but, I mean, like, based on the manga, he does kind of have those things. But yeah. it's I've, clearly they've taken a Japanese style where they do the word mm. rearranging and made it Western. And while in Japanese it sounds kind of cool, <laughs> just just like with Jujutsu Kaisen's English title, Sorcery Fight, Ugh. it doesn't sound as cool in English. Yeah. <laughs> That's probably the only downfall, really. Absolutely. Um, but, look, it's definitely... Definitely worth checking out. Both season one and two are dubbed. Yeah. Um, they're on Funimation services worldwide and Crunchyroll as well, I'm pretty sure as well. Mm-hmm. Um, Crunchyroll have the sub, sub version yeah. and Anime Lab have the dub version. Yeah. Um, and it's I, I'm quite impressed by it. And my partner is also quite impressed it's by it. It's very comfy watching as well. Like, yeah. you, you know, it's not that one of those cringe... Well, like, apart from that little bit of cringe. It's about, but apart from that. It, because, you know, with like the scientific terms and just that explanation, mm. it's really good watching that show. It's very educational dub. as well. Yeah. I mean, I already knew how to make gunpowder and wine and stuff. And We're not going to go into that. But. <laughs> <laughs> it's 10 billion points to you. <laughs> <laughs> now, um, we, we raved about Dr. Stone when it first came. Yeah. Uh, Christian, so. have you seen Dr. Stone? 
Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. It, when when you have the spare time, because I know you you like us are very busy. <laughs> um, it's it's worth the check out. Maybe if you got no, no, maybe if you can't actually go out and do a shoot this week yes. because of lockdown. My partner binge watched the first twenty five episodes in three nights. Oh wow! Um, it's yikes. such a good she watch. Was okay, all right. And um, it's really funny. I've ruined her because you know she she liked Japanese stuff before, and then we started dating, and now she's like. Yeah, I'm just watching anime all the time. What have you been Anyway. Corrupting Otaku uh, influence. I'm ruining everyone. Um, <laughs> everyone join the podcast. Carl the Ruiner. Yep. Now, <laughs> um, let, let's wrap this up because we do need to go on a bit of a world tour. Ladies and gentlemen, the Anime World Tour is now boarding. Make sure any large weapons have been checked in with your baggage. Mascot creatures must stay in approved containment devices. And please remember, magical transformations are not permitted on this flight. This is your captain speaking. Welcome on board the Kawaii World Tour. That sting. I really like that sting. Can we just do a world tour episode like every time and just use that sting? This is so great. You're just so pleased with the voice. I, I really it. am <laughs> pleased with that voice. Christian's going, I couldn't hear a thing. You guys sounded awful. <laughs> we went, it's like, what are you talking about? You weren't saying anything. Oh, no. Just with that sting, because I was a bit of a perfectionist as well as Carl, and I was just like, I need it to sound this way. And he got it sounding that way. So um, we made that sting, um, uh, which is what this segment is all about. It's for looking at locations and anime which showcase the world. And we will be breaking it out every now and then. We may do features on uh, anime that's set in America, anime that's set in Japan Perfect. itself, and anywhere else in the world. But we will come to that when we do. But what we want to do um, this week... Uh, off the back of our live show at HoshiCon, the theme was travel. And uh, HoshiCon? Not HoshiCon. Tokyo Alley. They're going to hit me. They're going to hit me. I'm so used to talking about HoshiCon. He's been on the road involved. too long. He's done too many conventions. Um, <laughs> they're, all, they're all blurry together. Yeah, and we've got Supernova in three weeks. Time. It used to be about the music, man. What happened to you? Um, though we're not doing a live show at Supernova, to our knowledge. So um, that, that, that's probably a good thing. We actually get a bit of a break for a change. Not me, but go on. <laughs> yeah, you're doing a show at, Hosh- uh, at, um, at HoshiCon. <laughs> at HoshiCon. <laughs> Am I? Um, but look, um, we, we figured because... Um, Christian has done a fair bit of travel himself that travel will be a great topic for the four of us to kind of chat about mm-hmm. and look at how anime showcases the world, especially Japan and Europe. And we will get on to a very, very cool show, which is one of Christian's favourites, which I've been putting off watching for years and really need to pull my finger out on it mm. um, a little bit later. But first, let's talk about a film by Studio Ghibli. Um, this one, you could even say it is When Pigs Fly. Uh, yeah. Hey. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, that, Aaron. <laughs> yeah, he's not yeah. here, so someone's going to do the, the, the terrible, do terrible the puns. Uh, yes, this one I've been uh, I've been hammering Kyle to like make as like a star attraction for the show for a you're, while. You're now. a strong advocate for this, and we will do a full episode on it. Uh, it's one of my big uh, Studio Ghibli Miyazaki films, Porco Rosso. Yes, this is a story about a man who has been turned into a pig. See, I I mean, 
Yes. Um, <laughs> I actually had to look no, up no, the wait, synopsis. Sorry. This is a story about an Italian that's been turned into a pig. <laughs> okay. Oh, dear. So, um, <laughs> 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 you obviously can't see it. Christian's got yeah. his hands up and he's doing yeah. the Now, I had to have a look at the synopsis because this clearly went straight over my head when I watched it. After a curse turned him into a pig, so we immediately are establishing Porco Rosso in World War One has magic. World War One ace Marco Pagot becomes Porco Rosso, <laughs> a mysterious bounty hunter who takes down sky pirates in the Adriatic Sea. Yeah, to be clear, he hasn't been turned into like a farmyard animal on all fours. No, he's still a bloke. He's still like a crack shot, a dogfighter, and all that. He's just. Got a pig's head. He's, he's an anthropomorphic pig with a human body, so he doesn't have like hoofs. Because that would be hilarious seeing a pig using hoofs. Oh, to run a machine because gun. in my head, that's all I had. I thought he was oh. with hoofs, and he was like, <laughs> "No, no, 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 no." Oh, that, um, that changes everything, man. Uh, Christian, I'm, I'm sure you've probably seen Porco Rosso in passing at some point. What were your initial thoughts? What is going on? <laughs> that's fair enough. Yeah, I've seen it, and I've always wondered, and I've always. Seen him looking really cool with, you know, you forgot the the sunglasses. That makes yeah. it. Yeah, he's always wearing yeah, aviators. Yeah. And it's just like he yes. looks so cool. <laughs> for the fact with, that a pig pig. with a pig so snout, cool. yeah, okay. yeah. and he's got yeah. a deep yeah. kind of gritty voice like this. Oh well, in the Lord. English dub, yeah, oh. he sounds like he should be from a, like a noir detective thing. Okay. Who does his voice? That, that's exactly oh. what I'm wondering, and I'm going to have a look. Wow, you looked it up. Now this would have been back when um, Disney were organising their dubs. That's right. Yeah. yeah. So that'll be interesting to see oh. who they cast. I will laugh if it's like a well-known celebrity. Oh, who was it? Michael Keaton. Michael Keaton. Oh, Batman himself? Batman, Batman is Porco Rosso. Because <laughs> I'm Batman. Wow. That's amazing. His voice would be perfect. <laughs> that is so good. But so, yeah, so he's sort of like a, he hunts down sky pirates. He's sort of a bounty hunter. He has this gorgeous red plane. And, but yeah, we are talking about like uh, where it's set. It's over the Adriatic Sea in Italy. And, wow. oh dear gods, it is perfect it really captures everything about like that part of the world but we have said with you know ghibli films that they just are so good at capturing those like animated mm. moments with mm. like places and stuff well, like that i think the, f the thing that's really good about this and you know connects to our topic of the travel is that the these are locations as they would have been seen after world war one into world war two mm. um so yeah. before we Excuse me. See uh, a lot of the um, the war damage that's been done to it. So these are these are old historic buildings which are no longer there. Which, according to the production notes, were actually um, they took photos from northern Italy um, and Milan during that pe from that period before mm. World War Two took place and before the damage was done, and used that as references for the images they made. I believe, much like uh, Kiki's Delivery Service and a few of their other sort of like Europe centric ones, they did happen just. Yeah to send a few of their artists to like uh, Rome and uh, Venice mm. and stuff and just say, take pictures, <laughs> yeah. which I just love. Yeah. I wish I had a studio where I could just send people out into the world well, and says, go on holiday for money. It'd be nice, wouldn't it? Yeah. It'd be really nice. Actually, no way. I want that job. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Rotten Tomatoes has it on 95%, which is huge um, and not surprising. But it, this is um, one of those... Um, because we, we did see after um, Spirited Away came out with the Walt Disney version of it, and it did really well at the box office in uh, International, and then obviously at the Oscars, we started seeing um, Disney releasing dubs of all these um, Studio Ghibli films. Yeah. Um, so this English dub was actually released in 2005. 
But, well, 2002, technically, there was a 1996 dub, which oh. was made exclusively for Japan Airlines. Oh, I'm intrigued. Completely different cast. Porco Rosso Uh was played by Patrick Harlan. He is best known as part of the famous comedy duo Packin' Mackin'. Uh, Famous? (laughs) I've never heard of him. Is it Canadian? (laughs) No. (laughs) Um... I'm, I'm, yeah. always, I'm always so intrigued by these um, early dub ones. You hear about them, but you can never yeah. find them. I, I'm looking like... If there's a name that pops out, then, you know... But lo- looks like he's done a lot of talking books um, from 2001. <laughs> um, I'm really... Str- he played the pirate in Doraemon in 1998. <laughs> oh, what a claim <laughs> no, to fame a, that is. What a claim wow. to fame. There's a lot here, but I don't recognise anything. And it does look like he still does um, dub work. Um, most recent was 2014 with uh, Detective Coleman Dimensional Sniper. He was Jack Waltz, one of the main characters in that. Uh-huh. Um, but cool. I don't... I think this must this must be someone we've never seen in Australia. Have you heard of this guy, Christian? His name's Patrick am- Harlan. No, I'm learning all this. I'm intrigued, confused. It's a, uh, it's a lot to unpack. It's interesting that Pack and Mac, mm. Mac, Pack and Mackin, which is a famous comedy <laughs> duo, so Canadian though, doesn't have a, <laughs> doesn't have a Wikipedia entry. Oh. <laughs> they're so famous, they're yeah. not on Wikipedia. Oh. They're so I mean, famous unless, that they've become secret. <laughs> unless, unless I'm missing something here, maybe he's the only one of that comedy duo of note. Yeah. Maybe whoever the Mackin yeah. part is might not be very important. <laughs> maybe like the, they're the biggest thing known to the yeah. world. And, and here's yeah. the thing: all the other people involved in this do not have Wikipedia. Entries. Well, there you go. So, Crikey. They, they mustn't have been too big on the listings. Yeah. Um, Donald Curtis in the Walt Disney version is paid by Carrie Ellis. Oh, wow. No way. Yep. Um, Theo Piccolo is played by Kimberly Williams Paisley. Um, yep. She's from, according to Jim, in Nashville. Yeah, yeah. Um, Carrie Elwes, you should know because it's the Princess um, Bride. It's and Robin, Robin Hood. Robin yes. Hood, like, yep. yes. Come on. And then he's you know, been the, in a bunch of things, but he's, amazing, he's yeah. a very underrated yeah. actor. Oh, lot, really? There, yeah. there are very, lots of other yeah. people involved in it, um, but Carrie Ellis and Michael Keaton for oh, like. What a duo that would have been. Your two like. lead rivals is mm. just amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, but look, we, we've talked a bit about this. We should probably go on to the next one on our list because as much as I love Porco Rosso, we could spend an entire episode on it and we will do later. Thank you. Um, we will do something that includes pigs and we'll make oh. that the theme. <laughs> could that be the whole theme of the episode? <laughs> like pig-related and pig-related anime? Well, that means we can do Spirited Away again and talk about Yay. how the parents turned into pigs. Uh, um, so it's a Ghibli episode. Yay! Yay. <laughs> about pigs. Yay! I don't know. Con- considering it is like... It plays so deeply into Miyazaki's love of flight and flying. I was going to say his love of pigs. I'm like, oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) You see, he just really likes a good tonkotsu broth. (laughs) (laughs) Does he just just go to lunch and then eat something and go, hey, this has pig in it. I should make something with pig. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, I could actually see him doing that. I could see that too. All right. Well, look, um, let's move on to one that we do uh, pretty much bang on a lot about because it's very comfy and amazingly showcases the world. And that's Eurocamp, a.k.a. Laidback Camp. Now, um, if you've listened to any of our prior episodes, it's probably come up in about half of them, I'd say, because it's so beloved by most of the team. Um, I mean, to be fair. To be fair. To be fair. To be fair. It's uh, it's massive in Japan. I've come mm. to realize over the last like few weeks. Um, mm. I forget what it is, but like you know how you can go to like certain websites where you can just buy all of the anime merch. Yeah. 
Naruto, as you would expect, has like around uh, 180 pages of merchandise. Oh my goodness, yeah, that's really? About right. Jeez. Eurocamp has well over 200 pages. What? <laughs> some of the merch is not just camping equipment, which has been logoed with their thing, but some of the random articles of clothing. Like, uh, there is a character. Have they made a deal with Uniqlo to... <laughs> I don't know. Like, uh, there is a character in uh, the second season. Mm-hmm. Uh, they go visiting her grandmother's place in a mm. gorgeous seaside village. And uh, she's wearing a beanie, this character that you know for like half an episode. Mm. Yeah, that's one of the products. You can that, buy that that random grey and pink beanie. Look, to be <laughs> fair though, um, anything can go on a product and people will buy it. Like me, for example, who bought a BTS Macca's meal yesterday because it had BTS on it. <laughs> the, the the Korean Idol. Yes. Yeah. Macca's have McDonald's has right now uh, for a limited time a BTS yeah. meal, which is a large. Um, nuggets meal, 10 nuggets with fries and a Coke, <laughs> and they have two sauces, Cajun and sweet chili, and uh, in like BTS packaging. And are stuff you like only that. telling us this because you're being sponsored by Maccas at the moment? No, no, no. <laughs> I, just, because I, was, I, I don't even like BTS, but I had to buy because it, it was a BTS Maccas meal. I'm guilty of it as well. I, I bought it, but I mean, like, you know, I used to, you know, one of my one of my side gigs is, is, you know, I used to be like a K-pop DJ as well, so, you know, <laughs> so I'm right. fully aware of who, I'm fully aware of who BTS are, but what I was going to say is that I posted a picture of it on my Instagram story and someone wrote to me and said, do you know they're selling those boxes? Yes. The boxes that the nuggets come in on, on Facebook Marketplace for like $15. I, and I like, stupidly sold like, my, I threw my box in the I'm bin like, and when someone told me that. Yeah, I'm but like, okay, yeah. Well, oh, okay, uh, out of curiosity, Christian, how much were yes. they going for? The, well, he said he was going for $15. <laughs> I just lost $15 by throwing it in the bin. Yeah, but you can still, you no, can still get so, the meal. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm still yeah. convinced that thou, you, you and Christian are now just being sponsored by McDonald's. <laughs> Um, I wish. I'm, I'm hoping for $15 yeah. it comes with the nuggets. Um. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like I said, it, anything goes yeah. on a product, people will buy it. These nuggets are yeah, sponsored man. by Raid Nord Legends. <laughs> I, I was going to say, so we've got Mac is sponsored, uh, allegedly. Um, we've got Aaron, who's sponsored by Raid Shadow Legends. Um, what else has he promoted? NordVPN. Yeah, NordVPN. Uh, <laughs> I don't think we've done Raycon yet. We haven't done Raycon, but Raycon, if you want to sponsor us, I'd love a pair of your teal earbuds. They look pretty dope. Yeah, um, I hear they have an amazing battery life and they're very Red sleek Bull, and if comfortable. if you want to sponsor us as well, I'll be more than happy with Well, that. actually, I've got the contact number for Red Bull oh. Australia, so uh, I've done events with them. I so. reckon uh, we've done another tangent. We should go back we to talking about back Eurocamp. Yeah, yeah. Back so, to Eurocamp. Euro- so, this anime, as we've mentioned before, has this dramatic story about four girls going camping in the Japanese wilderness. <laughs> Nothing bad happens to them. Nothing bad there happens. Is, there is no conflict. There is no danger. This is just comfy. It just seems too good to be true, though. Like... You figure so. Yeah, it's just like, <laughs> no, when's... no, no. There is drama. Oh. And that drama is someone forgot to bring the meat for the hot pot. <laughs> but it's all right. There's a deli right there and we pick some meat up and it's good. And that's generally in the episode where the narrator chimes in with like, this is how you cook a, co- a hot pot on your cap. Start with this. <laughs> just like, it's Japan. Are you trying so... to teach me things? So, so is this is this like a like a slice of life anime? Yeah, 
Yeah, very ah, slice of okay. life. So, Yuru cool, cool. yep. Camp, aka Laidback Camp, aka Comfy Camp, which is Comfy what camp. everyone online calls it now. Um, it's had two seasons. It's animated by Sea Station. Its opening theme for both songs are potential copyright infringements on the Michael Jackson estate. They sound so much like Michael Jackson songs. It's not funny. <laughs> oh. um, and, uh, we'll say you the one in a big Christian. Japan doesn't care. <laughs> As we That's know, um, based on Lupin, for instance they um, like apart from the ludicrous amount of merch in the two series they also have a uh, short little side series called mm-hmm. uh, room camp they have a movie coming out soon yeah. and they have a vr game they've got oh, two no. vr games oh, i beg no. your pardon what? there's this the one that's just come out is that's just coming out is the second one and that's a more widely available one the one before was excuse, exclusive to HTC's rift i believe what the hell <laughs> yeah now um this Going back to the topic of travel, Eurocamp showcases a lot of areas around um, Tokyo and the outlying uh, prefectures surrounding it. So in the, uh, what's it called? The uh, Eurocamp Room Camp um, miniseries, they have a look at uh, Yamanashi's uh, prefecture area, which is where... The characters are set, excuse me. Um, and with uh, room uh, with Yuru Camp, the course st- uh, series itself, they go to a lot of locations which are real camping locations, and you can find them online to the level that they got the provo- guy who voices the presenter to go to all these locations and meet all the staff at these locations who are also represented identically in the anime and manga. There's something so beautiful about that. Mm. Of like, imagine just being a guy who runs a little general store somewhere and suddenly you're on an anime <laughs> well he was in a manga first <laughs> I, I mean i guess but it's just sort of like there's something unusual it's like the blending of real life and fiction now the, the show itself showcases a lot of views of mount fuji from around the country mm. um and a lot of different campsite locations which are all real with all correct pricing as well at the mm. time it was aired which was even better. not to mention practically photorealistic renditions yeah. in the art oh. um but if you if you want to see more examples of that watch our um Tokyo Alley video, which will be up on Friday yeah. on our YouTube. Now, uh, I did mention him before, but let's head over to Lupin. Um, Lupin the Third, Part Four and Five are set in Italy and France, and literally, oh, and of course, the tiny country of San, San Marino. Marino. Um, <laughs> can I just say something? Yeah. Eurovision. Yeah. You know who they got for San Marino? No. Florida. They got Flow Rider. Flow Rider was their entrance into. But he's the... not from San Marino. What? what? <laughs> it's like how um, they got Celine Dion one year for France, I think it was. Well, I mean, Canada at least has a connection with France. Right. So, we're... But... yeah, so Flow Rider bit... was in for San Marino. There you go. Oh. It's that kind of cheating that's yeah. like hiring. Did you, did you watch it? No, but I didn't know they could do that. I mean, like, you know, I didn't know they could get people from other countries. I mean, and what, do they have, like, citizenship to that country? I, they give them, like, yeah. a like a citizenship so they can pull that. Because they did that. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, like, this, is, yeah. this, this is, like, where my heritage is from in Malta. So in Malta, if you want to pay 20,000 euros, you can get citizenship. Right. 
Like you can buy a citizenship for twenty thousand euros. Mm. Um, only twenty thousand. Only twenty thousand euros. <laughs> just the price of a small car or a house deposit. You can buy citizenship for a country which is sinking into the Mediterranean. <laughs> um, <laughs> don't be wrong. I freaking love Malta, and every time I've been there, it's been fantastic. But I'm very well aware that it is a rock in the middle of the Mediterranean, and it will not last once global warming takes hold. I understand <laughs> it's a rock that practically every nation has fought over. Yes, at least once we or twice. have been invaded more than most other. European countries, including those that were invaded in World War Two. That rock. Australia's invaded Malta. <laughs> Wait, what? Australia has what? invaded Malta during World War Two, taking it off the Axis forces. <laughs> yep. Oh my goodness. Yes. <laughs> it was. It's not technically considered an invasion, but we were invaded. <laughs> Kenny's dead. Um, <laughs> so. Um, but we've gone off track again because we're talking Eurovision. Lupin the Third. Lupin the Third yeah. um, is Lupin is the main character in the series. Who would have thought? Um, we've talked about Lupin the Third a lot. So if you do want to know some background on it, have a look back a few episodes back. Mm-hmm. Um, and we will be doing a full Lupin the Third um, rundown this year because it is its 50th anniversary. Yeah. But we'll get to that in a bit. Mm-hmm. Now, Lupin the Third Part Four in particular focuses on Italy and does showcase a little bit a couple of other areas during it. And they go to a few famous landmarks. They do, just a few, just a <laughs> few, like you know, the Colosseum. Oh yeah. Um, or you know, I believe um, they were in the Vatican at one point as well. Yep. Um, there's a film where they're in the Vatican. Um, they've got one where they're also, um, well, the uh, the city state of San Marino as well, with this beautiful skyline. Um, you've got it them is a running, place for driving s- through the streets of Paris as well, and in, uh, breaking into the Louvre to steal the um, Mona Lisa. Mona Lisa. Mm. Um, the first series of um, Lupin was kind of a bit all over the place, whereas season four and five are a lot more focused on a particular location. Um, now, with uh, part four in Italy, you get to see a lot of really beautiful renditions of the Italian countryside, of Rome itself as well, of streets. And they actually, uh, there's an art book which was released back when this came out in 2015, showing side by side some of the panels that they'd created with the photo references they had. Yeah. Mm. Um, And it's, I I don't know where you can buy that. I think your best bet's eBay now, um, because we've had part five and now part six is coming as well, which we'll get to later. Um, It's it's beautifully, beautifully done. And I mean, we're you guys are aware that I'm massive into Lupin. Um, really? And we, which I, why I forced everyone on this podcast to watch it. Um, and I'm going to stop talking now because I've uh, talked too much about Lupin. Kenny! No, it's just... I mean, <laughs> What we, was that? <laughs> that was him presenting me. You got a problem it's with that? Kenny! <laughs> I'm here! No, I'm here. It's just, what do you guys suppose it is about like seeing the real world made animated? Because it seems to like, it seems to really grab you. I mean, for someone who lives like in Tokyo in Japan, they probably see it all yeah. the damn time. It's on every. I anime, was actually just thinking about it because, like, what I saw in anime is not what you expect when you actually go to Tokyo. Now, you, um, Christian, you've been pretty much everywhere in uh, Japan. Yep. I've only really hit Tokyo mm. both times I went, and you have this like expectation when you watch anime it's not what you expect but yet it kind of is it's it's very sort of, sort of like that crosswalk it is in Sh- uh, Shibuya, yeah, Shibuya yeah. crosswalk as well like i, I expect that to be insane and oh, they do it, a pretty it, good job yeah. of making it look it that way. is but it's organized insane yeah if that makes sense like everything is pretty much like 
to timing. So you like uh, eleven seconds. You got to get, get across. That's why it seems so busy. <laughs> Whereas here, if it's like you know, if you're crossing a road, it's like oh yeah, we'll just go across. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> no, it will be fine. Whereas in Japan, it's like no, gotta go. Go. Yeah. Like that's mm. uh, Christian. Yes. I can't remember. Have you watched Lupin? Uh, I have not. It, it is another one that I've heard of. In fact, the only Lupin I know of in mm. recent memory is a K-pop song by a group called Kara. So. <laughs> <laughs> okay yeah, then. Yeah. Well, uh, we can rule that one out. Um, let's no, no, that was just looping in a mask. <laughs> no. Um, right. Let, let's go into the 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 towns of the idols. Um, Love Live Sunshine movie, which yes. is Love Live Sunshine school I... idol project movie over the rainbow. Yes. Fate granddaughter <laughs> of the idol group. Well, I mean, it could be. Like, how, how deep are we going to go with this? Um, now, this came out in 2019. It was kind of like the bookend for that it second was, yes. incarnation yes. of Love Live. Um, and that's, uh, I, I believe that showcases, well, showcases Italy, of course, Massively, as well. Yep. Um, but it also showcases a small town in Japan. Nozomu. Uh, Nozomi, Nozomu. I, I always get that. Nozomu, yeah. I haven't got it here in my notes. It's a Nazu something. Yeah, sorry. As big as a lot of life out I'm very bad at saying Japanese names. That that's one of my downfalls with being. You gotta got take some Japanese lessons with me. <laughs> I might actually I have to catch back onto that. What I love about the Love Live series is it actually really showcases parts of Tokyo and parts of Japan, and you know, obviously when they go around the world really nicely, and it actually is the driving point for fans to actually go and visit these places as well. And mm. I kind of mentioned this at the Tokyo Alley thing. Um, pilgrimages happen because yeah. of the... Yeah, anime pilgrimages. Anime you mentioned pilgrimages. this. Fascinates um, me. Particularly with Love Live Sunshine, they actually the little town that it's based in is pretty much Love Live Sunshine Central. It is Are massive. There shops? Shops, places. The hotel that um, Mari's family apparently owns is based <laughs> on a real one and a lot of people go and visit it. <laughs> to the point they actually have the statue of Mari in the foyer and stuff oh, like that. Oh, that's that's classic. There's something so, fantastic about that, like setting anime and stuff in locations and just drawing tourists. Like, especially with the movie, it like really showcases that town quite well to the mm. point you could actually like put picture to animation kind of now, yeah, yeah. You, you did an anime pilgrimage sort when of you, yes sort of for love yeah. live when you went there now christian you've been to japan a lot more than most of us have you done any anime pilgrimages N no it's on the books but i'm honestly like I, i'm beyond shocked that farfa has done anything to do with love live in japan i'm really you know so i didn't yeah, yeah. I know, I'm so surprised. No, I'm here. Yeah, well, no, you know. no, but I, I, I keep saying, like, you know, to my wife, that we the next time we go, knew. yeah, I definitely want to do, um, like, a couple of pilgrimages. But, um, yeah, no, nothing nothing mm. is yet, unfortunately. See, the, the thing I found quite interesting, and this is uh, harkening back to my favourite topic, Neon Genesis, um, Tokyo 3 is based on a town outside of Fuji, um, okay. which is a hot springs resort at the moment. Yeah. Um, and to promote the upcoming films, they went and started around that small town erecting Neon Genesis-styled buildings. Mm, yeah. So not not obviously replicating the skyscrapers from Tokyo 3, but a toilet block would be stylized as if it was a nerve secret entrance, oh. um, <laughs> which I thought was hilarious. The train station, That's which amazing. is the train station they use as a reference, would have cutouts and, um, you know, like... Uh, plastic sort of um, silhouettes on windows of the characters and so on to help promote it. Yeah. And they had a few events there to kind of promote that third film and the upcoming fourth. Well, the fourth film's out, but, mm. you know, it took a while for that to happen. Um, and it's quite interesting that that ended up re increasing, I think, the 
I think the figure was something insane, like 600% tourism in that period for that area because of the pilgrimage. 600%. Yeah. What I like about anime, it does have those tie-ins with like tourism and things like that. There was an anime that came out a couple of years ago called Sakura's Quest where they actually... Sakura Quest is so beautiful. Um, It's actually all set in the town where the studio is. Yes. Mm -hmm. And it's pretty much a dead town. But you know what? Ever since that anime has happened, it's kind of picked up again. Yeah, that's fantastic. The, the funny thing about mm. Sakura Quest is it's actually about the rundown of a town. a rundown town and proving tourism to it, <laughs> which you know they did. Um, it's Manoyama, which um, I believe um, is not the town's actual name, but it is based off a town with yeah. a similar. The uh, backstory is yeah. pretty much yeah. Cool. But that's what I like. You know, with Love Live, and especially with the idols as well, like idols fandom and things like that they love especially like the big fans they want to go to these places where these girls originate from so even with like Zombieland Saga with Saga itself see I and and we've had this discussion I didn't realise Saga was a place (laughs) it it was pretty much unknown until thanks to this anime people are going there now I found the notes for Sakura Quest so Manoyama is based on Nanto City in Toyama Prefecture where PA Works headquarters is located I just kind of like this as a concept if there's like a town which is like starting to see a sort of an economic slump base an anime there but that's that was the whole concept of this show and then it's like to get this sakura to come and become like the the queen queen of this town it was brilliant i just love this as an idea for like a continuing thing it's just like okay this town next this town next well i was gonna say you are aware that japan has a international tourism program called japan cool I do not. It's a terrible yeah. name. <laughs> but, it's like um, Japan is cool, They couldn't man. go with Cool Japan? or No. Um, it it's w- down with the kids. Look, <laughs> I believe when it's written in hiragana and kanji, it's Cool Japan. Oh, yeah. But when it's translated into English because of the grammar, oh, it's Japan Cool. Of course. Okay, um, yeah. And of course, um, Western media doesn't still, despite... You know, the former Prime Minister of Japan saying you should use our names in the correct order and use things in the correct grammatical order for us, they're still not. Um, we do on this podcast, we purposely go out of our way to make sure we put the names in the correct order as suggested by the Japanese government because mm-hmm. we want to support our wonderful people and respect them. And this is what a real concern. I, I'm sorry, I'm going off topic, but with the Tokyo Olympics happening or not happening now, mm. now there's a lot of talk about it not happening. Now, originally they were going to have, you know, tourism coming in, there's no tourists. Yep. allowed yeah. uh, it's it's a bit of a concern because like they rely on this tourism they put so much money into this campaign last year itself and the, mm-hmm. the leads lead up to it if this doesn't go ahead this is this is the only opportunity to really hold these games now because ready the next one's ready to go yeah. so you can't really say oh we're gonna postpone it to another year That's well it. i was gonna say and the next olympics is next year it's the winter olympics yeah so they can't and I think really that's china but that's what I mean. Like Japan needs these things to happen, and I think this is why anime is a really good medium for it because it's like, all right, this is what I want to do when I get out of lockdown or we're allowed yeah. to travel. Is let's go back into these places. I know for a fact that when I get back to Japan, I'm going to be checking out not just Love Live stuff, but other things that I put off yeah. because of Love Live. So. Oh God, yeah. The second borders open again. You yeah. will find me at the Ghibli Museum. Yeah. No, you were right about the uh, Winter Olympics. It's in uh, Beijing. It's in Beijing. Beijing. Ah. There we go. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, where, where will you be heading to? Because I know you had planned a trip to go um, to Japan and then obviously, like all of us, it kind of got pushed back because of uh, the current pandemic. Yeah. We got lucky because we were, like we being my wife and I, we were originally going to go during cherry blossom season mm. last year. Um, which would have been our 10th anniversary since, you know, going to Japan. And then it kind of like 
it would have been like I think maybe November the previous year, so 2019, mm. we said let's change it and we'll go somewhere new, which we always try and do. And we said let's go to – we'll obviously go to Tokyo, but let's go to Hokkaido and check out Sapporo and check out the snow festival. So we went earlier. So we went basically for mm. – yeah, so – Yes, yeah, so we went for all yeah. of February, and um, that's and so we right. Went and it was, I remember it was this. Amazing. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was, it was stunning. Yeah, yeah. I think I've seen yeah. bits to do with the snow festival. It looks fantastic. Yeah, it's it's stunning. They have like this um park. It's it's in like three three sites, and two of the parks are very close to each other. But the main park is like a kilometer a kilometer and a half long, and they've got like massive yeah like massive massive like snow uh, sculptures, and yeah. like you know like cup noodle. And stuff yes. like that. And, uh, yeah, yeah. And they've got this other smaller street where they've got these gorgeous, um, yeah, like ice carvings, which they light up at night. Does Sapporo, the beer company, create a giant bottle or keg? Um, well, I actually got, I actually went there to where they make the beer. Mm. And as you exit, there's like a big bottle and you can kind of stand behind it and get a picture taken. So, <laughs> <laughs> no, but, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I believe yeah, I yeah. Uh, actually saw, there's another YouTuber, his name slips my mind for the moment, but he's like a Western bloke living in Japan. Is it? Is he abroad in Japan? Uh, he, no, no, no. no, he's a guy. He's a guy. <laughs> he's not abroad. Uh, um, uh, but abroad. I think he went to some like icy mountain towns, like snow festival, and they have one where like a bunch of the uh, town's blokes strip down to their skivvies and have a snow fight in sub-zero freezing temperatures. It's just like, wow. why would you do that? In England, they have cheese rolling. In Japan, they have ice-cold snow fights. It's just—it's kind of <laughs> hardcore if you think about it. All right. Well, look, we, we once again have gotten well off topic. Um, let's go. Yeah, um, what even were we talking about? <laughs> we were talking about locations in Japan. Uh, and on that note, we need to talk about a film Christian recommended, which is a 2015 original film by Studio Chizu. You might know them if you've seen Mirai no Mirai or... Or wolf children, or in our case, the boy and the beast, which I oh, believe yeah. um, you—it's been shown a lot. It has. Um, mm. If you go to Supernova and Madman shows it all the time, mm-hmm. is like you can like a feature film at the. It is fantastic. Like yeah, the rights film. must have been cheap. <laughs> <laughs> so, Christian, where does this actually take place? Because I think you mentioned this is kind of a bit more urban than you'd expect. Yeah, well, a large part of it takes place in Shibuya. So there's a lot of the, um, you know, like the famous Shibuya. I actually think it's called the Shibuya Scramble Crossing. I, I, I'm fairly certain I always see it referred yeah. to as that. Yeah, but a large part of it is around the urban, I guess, environment of, of Shibuya and, you know, all the, you know, I guess the alleyways with all the shops and everything mm-hmm. features quite, quite heavily in it. Yeah, it's fantastic. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. got like those really kind of twisting and turning alleyways mm-hmm. and little sort of, uh, hidden gardens in between buildings by the looks of the synopsis here. Oh, Shibuya yeah. is amazing. Like, yeah. If, if you go there, it's, it's not what you expect again. Mm. And it's just mm. like, wow. No, it's no, I mean, cause obviously you've, you've been to, as we mentioned, to mm. Tokyo quite a fair bit. Uh, and when you've been in Shibuya, does it kind of look similar to what you were seeing on screen? It looks exactly the same. It's it like right. they, 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 they kept like really, it's like, you know, sometimes, yeah. you know, you might see something like I guess in an anime and maybe you have the chance to go then you go oh I can see how they drew inspiration from it or if you see pictures of it in real life but literally with a lot of the stuff in Tokyo it is literally like picture perfect it's exactly the same actually Mm. you've taken a photo of this I've never been to Osaka but there is a very common image where the guy's running the running man the running man man, yeah Um, yeah so that that to me is like the, the equivalent for like 
Osaka is. I'm trying to remember Shibuya. what that uh, area is called because I literally I searched for it when we were doing our uh, prep for it, and I think it starts with D, and it's like Osaka. Dotonbori. Ah, that's the one. Yeah. Dotonbori. Yeah. Um, yeah, that yeah. featured in the background of the Gantz Zero, well, Gantz O um, CG film, in fact, um, because it's all set. It's Gantz O, as in Osaka, because they all get sent on a mission to Osaka um, ah, because okay. there's been a major event there and all oh. the Gantz squads from around Japan get sent there. Um, also, quick warning Gantz, not PG. Um, oh, yeah. Very strong parental guidance recommended on that series um, for anyone mm. listening with the kiddies. Um, now, um, that. Uh, kind of brings us to the end of where we're going to talk about these um, locations and we're going to have a we'll, we'll be more of this sort of stuff on our YouTube channel at the end of the week as we mentioned with the details from our um, Tokyo Alley live event um, but just to kind of uh, bump up the profile of the boy and the beast it was japan's second highest grossing domestic film of 2015 it won the japan academy prize for best animated feature and it was also nominated for an annie award in the independent category mm. though i uh, gotta say this the dub i mean it's nice but it's quite a deviation quite a big rewrite from the sub is it yeah i mean it sticks to the story uh pretty significantly but I think they tried to make it very much more... Um, Western appropriate? Kind of westernized the vernacular a little oh, bit. Oh, okay. I don't know how I feel about that. I mean, I, I can understand it at core, some really. points. Yeah. I, I don't like that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I'm a very strong believer that if you're going to adapt something, you try and stay as faithful to the original as possible. If there's something that won't translate into that language, you find the nearest equivalent. Which I think they uh, tried to do for this, but uh, they ended up doing it for practically the whole thing and... Yeah, I'm in two minds about it. All right. Well, look, uh, you can find that, I believe, on Funimation services worldwide. But uh, if not, you'll be looking at probably Amazon Prime's on-demand videos where you buy it there. Um, anyway, let's go and see what's been kicking around in anime news. Kawaii Fire Radio. Tonight on Anime Communicate. Great story. Compelling and rich. Nothing brings ratings up like a little controversy. Well, there's no controversy, but there is a bit of sad news for this week's Anime Communicate. The creator of Berserk, Miyuru Kentaro, has passed away from an acute aortic dissection, meaning uh, part of his heart teared apart, which is not good to hear. Um, now, he actually passed away on May 6th, but as is typical with Japan, they have a bit of a private period before announcing it, in this case two weeks, and it wasn't until the 20th that we actually found out that he passed. And uh, as, as you can imagine, it's been... it's, it's quite... A sad thing to hear considering one the manga's not done two his art style is phenomenal and three it's just always sad when someone in the industry passes away especially such a heavyweight as him this berserk is a mainstay of a lot of people's favorites and i've uh, taken a look at it over the past few days I can very much understand why. Like, yeah. I've been meaning to check it out and now berserk is one of those manga that you know what isn't for kids and the the adaptations <laughs> definitely aren't um but it is one of those series much akin to sort of akira and so on that had a real sort of influence to say that you know anime can be for adults and not for kids yeah. it's a shame that you know this has happened when the 
manga was literally about to come back off hiatus, literally the month after. Mm. Unfortunately, this has happened, and, you know, may he rest in peace. Now, whether or not the manga is going to continue is up for question because Mm. Miura had been training his two two assistants to take the workload off him. So they did a manga themselves, and the artwork's phenomenal. Um, But um, they haven't said whether or not they're taking over for him. What they have said is that... And I believe the direct translation is we will continue on. But it isn't saying they'll continue on Berserk or his work, just that they will continue on. It is being hotly, passionately debated of whether it should, whether they should just leave it as is out of respect for the creator or... Well, they've been helping him for the past 15 years on it. Yeah, that's the thing, though. It's like... They know the story. There are arguments on both sides and... I'm a bit uh, on the fence on that one because um, it's not really anime, but it was like uh, Ruby. Have you ever heard of Ruby yeah. by Rooster Teeth? Uh, yes. yes. So it was originally started by Monty Om, who yep. was an amazing storyteller. And, we uh, um, saw some of his original work. He uh, yeah, released dead something. fantasy. Yeah, he uh, made this incredible animation of like the Final Fantasy characters right. fighting the dead or alive characters. Yeah. Just the most gorgeous stuff you've ever seen. But he had an amazing vision to see oh. characters and, you know, obviously... He knew what the final outcome was. Um, unfortunately, he did pass away after yeah. season two. two. I think two or it was halfway like through. halfway through season two or something. Yeah. Like that. yeah. Um, and he was a, he was amazing. I had a lot of respect for him, and that, that was what you know got me really. I watched you know stuff and you know. Um, the series has not been the same without him. It really mm. hasn't. I mean, I I love. Mars Luna and I love Kerry. I'm sure you know, but it's just I don't know. I feel it doesn't have the same soul. It's lost it, I think. Yeah. It, you'll never get what it was originally meant to be to what it is now. And do you well, suppose the same s- thing will be for Berserk? Or? That's what I'm wondering. Well, I mean, it, it depends how much of a roadmap he left because he, he did get his assistants to both draw backing panels and mm. backgrounds as well as the main character guts as well. I mean, this isn't the first time this has happened for an anime. I... Uh, I know a couple of slice of life ones. I've been getting but, the name but at the but moment. But slice of life is a bit easier to do. Much easier to do because there is a sort of a basis for something that has like a f- fantasy world for something that isn't based in reality. It's I feel it's much trickier it would be to like capture. Me that. saying like if Sailor Moon obviously ever came out again with another series in the manga and stuff like that, which will never happen. But like just mm. say in arguments like it did, um, it would have to be about the original work. By yeah, that person. it could not be done by anyone else, and I would not. S- same sort of thing with Ranma. Like you yeah. wouldn't allow someone else to take over that work um, to create additional content, or you know, even like One Piece, you would never like want to. Oh God, no, no. That's... Well, look, with One Piece, I think if uh, the author died, um, they would still have to keep going. They would have to. They I couldn't not finish could it. It'll though? just be well. They could got... you imagine that? Well, though? well, One Piece is in its final arc now. Yes. So hopefully, um, hopefully, touch wood. <laughs> There's no wood in this room. It's no. all byproduct of wood. Much <laughs> byproduct of wood. Um, Christian, have you read Berserk at all? I, I haven't. I've, I've, I've heard of it. I know it's extremely, um, you know, influential. It's. Um, I've always loved the um, the art quality, and I know that it's a it's mm. a it's a darker anime which I'm a fan of. Um, and I've you know I've seen. Didn't it get? Didn't okay. I might be 
going off tangent here, but didn't it, didn't like a new series come out and there were like it mixed is. there were mixed opinions about it? Was, is that like, yeah. like, yeah, it was yeah. a very uh, CGI yes, animation. Yes, it was very CGI. Yes, yeah. People were like, it oh, didn't yeah. grab some people. Yeah. The, yeah. the biggest criticism people have had with Berserk's anime adaptation is that the anime adaptations are never as well drawn as the manga is, mm. and that's because the manga is hyper detailed. Oh, I mean, yeah. try to imagine replicating that detail as hand drawn animation it would be it would be a nightmare yeah yeah it, it, it would be. take years to bring yeah. out episodes yeah well i mean and <laughs> that, that happened with um what's it called uh helsing ultimate but that oh, was a funding yeah, yeah. thing <laughs> um all right well look let, let's um we, we will we will bring updates on berserk's future as it actually pans out and if um we do hear anything about that you know that will be straight away on our social media and on this podcast um but let's go on to uh, a couple more positive announcements so much to my happiness because it is the 50th year of lupin uh-huh. the third because we never talk about we lupin. never, talk, never about talk about this at all. at all and uh, as mentioned in our uh, discord channel by one of our members oh i think you might be interested in this lupin the third part 6 has been announced <laughs> Um, to celebrate that 50th anniversary of the series, and it looks a bit dark. And I'll, I'll show you guys the picture for the uh, the fan art for it. It's a lot darker than you fan would art, have, huh? Uh, not fan art, sorry, the official Ooh. artwork for it. Oh, I see. It definitely looks like there's something going on within Lupin himself, or whether there's an imposter for him or what. He but, has an evil twin. Yeah, there's. <laughs> I, I, to be honest, if there was an evil twin of Lupin, I'd be so down for that. That'd be a great story. Lupin versus Lupin. Maybe Zenigata clones him. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, then I can finally capture him. Oh no, yeah. now there's two. Sorry, just unrelated. This won't translate well over the podcast, but this is the only um, Lupin that I know. See. <laughs> Christian has yeah. actually sent us the um, image of the K-pop group that he yeah. is referring to. Kara Lupin. Kara Lupin. It's also but funny. Look, bec- he's got that hat, the top hat that the top Lupin. Hat. It's the top hat that Lupin has, actually. Yeah. yeah. Um, but um, I, I find that kind of a bit funny as well because Kara, we've got Studio Kara, which was um, for Neon Genesis and out of Gynax. Um, so they, it's all connected. It's an interconnected universe. They've stolen it all. Um, but look, we don't know um, exactly what the plot of this new Lupin will be and we don't know where it's going to be set. What we do know is that it is going to be arriving this October. That's nice. So, um, And if it's based on the prior Lupin series, it'll be 25, 26 episodes. Episode. So nice. we'll see what happens uh, between now and then. TMS has streamed a promotional video. We've got it on our YouTube and social media, so check it out. Have they announced what the movie is going to be released and streaming? No. Not no. Yet. So I was looking for that. Um, Lupin the Third, the, the first. first, which is their CG outing, Mm-mm. which is actually exceptionally well done. Like, um, when we talk about CG in anime, we're used to kind of, you know, a bit of a questionable um, mm. sort of thing. And Christian's sitting there going, oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> but um, in this case, it was of the quality that you'd expect from like a Disney or Pixar, uh, Pixar production. Okay. It's top tier. Um, and that has had an international release with a dub. However, and this is infuriating. So if you're in America... And if you're in Canada, you can purchase the dub on Amazon Prime. No problem. It's about five bucks nice. if uh, to rent. I don't know how much it is to buy because I can't see the conversion rate. Uh, in Australia, Madman has the exclusive rights to that. They have put it in cinemas. You still cannot buy the Blu-ray. You ah. still cannot digitally purchase it. 
Um, I don't know. And I mean, this is this isn't Madman's fault. This is G Kid's fault because they're the ones who handle distribution. And as soon as Madman get it, they put it out straight away. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is what's caused um, the delay for us in the UK. I believe you can't get the dubbed version yet either, um, due to the limited restrictions they have for anime there. Europe, same issue as well. So only at the moment in North America can you get hold of that dub, despite it actually coming out here in cinemas before it came out in North America. So that's infuriating. <laughs> yeah. But look, uh, let, let's let's stay on the positive. Loop in the third part six, October this year should be good. There's a lot coming this October actually, which is good. Um, let's transition on to uh, something of a bit a, a bit larger scale. And uh, I've, we mentioned this briefly in the season preview a few weeks ago. Godzilla Singular Point. It oh. is a Netflix CG anime. Um, mm. Focusing on Godzilla, um, it's not bad. CG again. It's actually really well done. Um, it's only C- the only things that are CG are the robot and Godzilla and the kaiju. I'm sorry, robot. Yes, they fight. They fight Godzilla and the other things with a weird-looking robot, which mm. they call, I think it was Jet Jaguar or something. It's not very big. <laughs> uh, um, but the, I'm skeptical. The opening theme's really catchy, and that's available on YouTube. And the closing theme is also really catchy and also on YouTube. The character designs are proper anime character designs. The world is proper anim- animated world, hand-drawn style. And they've put the CG in it, and it actually has weight to it the way it should. Mate, since X-Arm, I am very <laughs> cautious of anything that blends CG with hand-drawn. Look... X-Arm will, hands down, be the worst series of the year. But that sets a really poor standard for what they could do. And uh, look, um, I've had a sneak peek of Singular Point um, without any subtitles. And I can let you know from some of the stuff I found on YouTube that it's really good. I'll give it a wait and see yeah, approach. But that's out on June 24th. And I mean, C- Christian and I were talking about this before the podcast, um, that typically you wouldn't expect Godzilla to work well in an anime format. Um, and that's why we don't see many Godzilla no. animes. Um, because, you know, Godzilla is typically about Godzilla and him being the, him, her, they being the focus of the story and then being that metaphor for destruction. <laughs> yeah, the uh, live action movie recently. It's like, Nobody cared about any of the human characters <laughs> in Godzilla versus We just wanted Kong. to watch a monkey fight Godzilla. Oh. It's like you know, the, with, with Godzilla vs Kong, I you, you're dead right. I did not care about any of the human characters. It's like, oh, um, the girl from Stranger Things has gotten in a thing with two other guys, and they're now on the other side of the planet. I don't care. Go back to the fight. (laughs) There are bigger things at stake here. Quite literally. Literally, literally their job in the film was to go to wherever the fight was going to be and and have the long pan in and them go, yeah! It's (laughs) the most bizarre concept for a movie, though. Like, I'm like, I'll be honest. I'm not the biggest Godzilla or Kong fan. Fan. Fang? What? What am I on? Are you a Godzilla Fang? Oh, okay. Mm. But like, you Lady know, Fang Fang. <laughs> but you know, just like this, because I haven't seen it. But in my head, it's just it's so pathetic. It's like this big like monkey versus this big lizard, and they're like, wah, wah, wah. Look, like, it's <laughs> it's it's it is actually. <laughs> uh, <laughs> 
Uh, as as an exper- viewing experience, it's like um, Pacific Rim. You go there for the scenes. You're yeah, not yeah, overly true. fussed about the action. It's and the then, spectacle. And then one of them stops fighting the other because it said Martha. No, this isn't a DC film. Um, <laughs> um, but look, um, this is going to have 13 episodes, Godzilla Singular Point. Um, I believe it's got um, quite a bit of story in it around to do with the emergence of kaiju based on what people have told us um, and reviewed online for those that have sneakily watched it or are in Japan already. Um, but look, I'm, I'm quite excited um, and... As we've mentioned, I'm a big fan of the Godzilla film, so I'll be interested to see how they do this, and I'll probably put a video together once I've had a chance to properly watch it. Cool. But yeah. Okay. Now, the last thing we need to talk about in Anime Communique, which is a very, very important announcement that uh, Kenny got very excited about, Mm -hmm. and um, I believe Aaron may have also been excited about, who's not with us today because he's working, um, is my life as a villainess... The All Roots Lead to Doom, the ultimate Otome Isekai series, has had a season two announced, and it starts in a month. What? Yep, it is coming this next season. July is the premiere date. This is truly the purest of all harem genre animes. Yes, it is. It is. uh, It is a reverse harem or harem, um, depending on how you would like to phrase it. It is in fact Um, both harem. It is both harem um, because she gets all the boys and she gets all the girls. Um, (laughs) She seduces everyone through the valley that she is a complete and utter innocent idiot. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, so uh, uh, Christian, if you haven't, uh, you haven't obviously seen this, and for those listeners Mm. who are listening, if you haven't heard of my next. Life is a villainous. All roots root. Uh, all roots lead to doom. Um, this this show is basically the main character dies, as all isekai heroes do, and reincarnates into another world. Except she's been reincarnated as the villain from an Otome game that she's very well versed in. When the villain is young, oh. and completely changes the storyline so they're no longer the villain. Except she doesn't know that she's changing the storyline because she's an idiot. Okay. And she's basically just focused on avoiding the two prime fates that the villain often meets: either being banished to some hostile land or being killed outright. She's terrified that one of those is going to happen to her all the time. So much, in fact, that she misses the fact that she has made all of the like dating possible characters in the game fall deeply in love with her. Oh my. Including the main character of the game. What a plot. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> it's got a lot of good people involved in the production. Um, the director is Inoue Kaisuke. He's from hey. Our Chan Can't Study, um, which I adored. Um, the team is, uh, it's the same team at Silverlink, I believe, who are behind it. Um, I'll need to confirm that because there's limited info out so far, but it does say it's the same cast, so fingers crossed um and uh the 12th and final episode apparently debuted on sunday according to this which i'm no this is the article from last year and they've um since updated it for the new season which is good um but uh look i'm I'm quite excited for this because it's hilarious i kind of don't know where they're gonna go with it they uh wrapped things up pretty nicely at the end of it but did they Uh, yes (laughs) (laughs) okay season two now so well, I mean, it's kind of a bit open for interpretation as well because she hasn't died, therefore the story's not done. I so guess they might they might have wrapped it up. Uh, oh, and a quick side note: just been updated on us. Santai Filmworks has announced a dub for Dororo. 
Oh. Uh, yes. That's literally just come in a couple of minutes ago. Um, so that'll be good as well, because if you haven't seen Dororo, watch it. It's amazing. It's phenomenal. And otherwise, you'll be able to get the Sentai dub, which will be on High Dive. When Based it off a uh, classic Tezka. Mm-hmm. All righty. That is where we're going to leave the anime news, um, uh, the anime communique, the anime, whatever you want to call it, where we tell you about <laughs> anime stuff. Um, <laughs> let's the podcast? The podcast. Yeah, podca- that, that's where we're going to end the podcast. No. Um, it is time to go and have a look at a wonderful series from 2011, which Christian is a big fan of. Wi-Fi Radio. I think I watched that as a kid. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Back catalogue. Okay, now I'm a terrible sci-fi fan because I haven't watched Stein's Gate. Oh, and uh, uh, I'm the same as well. Uh, and I love time travel series. <laughs> it's, it's on my list. Yeah. Okay, no, but to be fair, it's one of those shows that I start watching and I'm just like, oh my goodness, this is a bit too much for me. It's so. really high concept, so you're like, I'll get back to it. I'll yeah, get maybe. back to it. And well, you, you, you're getting case. me excited. <laughs> Christian's turned green. Am I turned I green? think he's angry. You know, just, yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was watching my stuff. I'm like, am I green? Yeah, anyway, sorry. Your screen went green. It's probably my internet connection, truth be told. Our not having watched the series made him get angry. And when he gets angry, <laughs> yeah. he turns green. He turns into the Hulk. <laughs> now, um... Christian, yes. can you explain to us what Stein's Gate is about? Because sure. I believe it involves a microwave and time travel. I, I, do, like, I, I, I always say basically it's in, in a single line, it's a time traveling love story at its at its base, mm. right? But yes, it, it basically revolves around this um uh this scientist guy, uh Rintaro Okabe, who calls himself uh Hohoin Kiyoma. And um, he's just this this crazy, okay. yeah, this crazy. Is that a mad scientist? Yes, yeah, he's pun? a mad. What? Oh my yeah, god! Yeah, 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 yeah. And he's just he's he just he's he just lives in a world of paranoia, and he's always just talking to no one on his mobile phone. Like you know, people are after him, and they discover that basically <laughs> there's a microwave, you know, in their office, and um, yeah, and they basically discover it can time travel objects. So basically, it can move mm-hmm. objects, and um, and yeah, and this obviously leads to many um, instances where they change events, but then realize obviously, like all um, time travel, when you change things, it yeah. affects everything else. So I, I'm yeah. intrigued by um, mm. the concept of sending stuff back in time through a microwave. Does there have to be a microwave to receive it, or does it just appear in the same location in that time? Yeah, it, it appears in like um, yeah, it appears in the same location. Um, and so, for example, like the usually it's around bananas. So they'll put bananas in the <laughs> microwave, for example, and um, and then when it reappears, it's like this, like they're all brown. Yeah. I thought Fafa yeah. was joking about the bananas, but that makes a lot of sense. No, no, she was spot <laughs> on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh. So I'm intrigued. Like, what kind of stuff do they send other than uh, bananas and other fruit? Well, to be honest, initially it's just a banana. I think from memory they they do send other other food as well and you discover that i guess because when they get it back it's um it's 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 gone off that it's actually traveled through through time but i mean like um they through trial and error and then through trying to fix everything that they've done they 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 devise a way that uh they they can actually send their consciousness so in 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 essence, they actually mm. discover real-time travel. So as in sending themselves back into their past bodies sort of thing? It's basically they're sending messages. So then the past, so the person in the past 
will then have information from the future. That's cool. So basically, yeah, and so s- similar to what they did in Erased. Yes. Yeah. 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 Correct. Yeah. Yeah. And it's um, but it's it, look, it ends up being this this awesome. It's an amazing watched the whole thing. I'll probably three times now. Oh wow! And um, and played a few of the video games as well. Oh, but awesome. I, I just I just love the um, like the themes. Yeah, I love I love the characters. Um, yeah, they're just they're just they're just yeah, it's just just a big favorite of mine. The only thing I know about Steins Gate is microwave time machine and this sound effect, um, which I don't know if you'll be able to hear it, but. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. That's um, um yeah, that's 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 Mayuri. She's so cute. <laughs> so that's the airheaded childhood friend. Is that correct? The lab yeah, assistant? Of, correct, yeah, she's the lab assistant. They've all got like um like like numbers. I I think uh like Rintaro is is double zero. Mm-hmm. I'm fairly certain Mayuri is zero one, I think it is. She might be. But um, yeah, yeah. She just every time she comes into a room, she's like, doo, doo, doo. That's, that's just, just so Yeah, she's um, yeah, she's adorable. The other other question I had about this, and this is based on just some things I'm seeing in um, AMVs, is that the, <laughs> nothing no, else but the AMVs. No, honestly. Um, so someone o- put over the song by the Killers. Uh, somebody told me you had a boyfriend who looked like a girlfriend. Oh. Now, I, does okay. this also kind of play with parallel worlds as well? Um. Yeah, actually, no. I would say no. I would say mm-hmm. no. But but it's funny that that, that 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 you say that about from the killer song because there is something like I'm not going to spoil it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there is something in yeah there is something in the anime about that about boy looking like a girl and yeah it's yeah, yeah it's, so, it's, so to, to do with uh, tra- transitional gender or um, mistaken identity mistaken Correct. identities yeah okay Correct. cool yeah. So with this one, it's all in the same time, like not timeline, but the same universe as opposed to like, you know, the parallel universe yeah. and they have different ones. So this is all happening in um, the one universe, basically, and it's just a time-traveling concept of it. So so my, my understanding yep. is because um, th- there's a few of these sort of storylines in there, as we mentioned with Erased, mm. where um, a lot of Japanese light novels and uh, visual novels, which include time travel, use the what they refer to as the linear model of time travel. Right. So when you do something in the past, it immediately affects the future. Now, if we're going to go deep into physics... No, technically you're in, now in a divergent timeline, but we don't see that in this story. It's just like um, the same sort of style was, that was used for Back to the Future, where if you change something in the past, when mm-hmm. you return to the future, you're in that new timeline. Yeah. Um, and that's yeah. what they've yeah. done with this. So they're sending things back into time, and then that will influence mm-hmm. the current story. There's a... I don't know if it was a manga. Well, yeah. yeah. Um, there was a story years ago called The Lake House. Now, it was based... It was a westernized movie, but it was actually based on a ma- manga. I'm not too sure which one it was. Mm. But it was very much a Japanese story where these uh, letterbox was communicating between the two timelines. One was based like two oh. years ago in the future. And they used to like just see this one mailbox used to be able to, their communication. It's a very interesting concept. I, I, it's brought up a lot in a lot of Japanese Hmm. programming and anime like like you said Erase was the big one a few years ago oh and obviously your name your name as well yes I I uh-huh. hate time yeah. travel mm. <laughs> 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 now um, the, the don't re- get me wrong it's not that I don't understand it or like have trouble following it it's that I do have like I have great ease in following like divergent timelines and stuff and it's the people inside it who don't and they keep making mistakes yes. and you're just like stop 
screwing with time. Time you, is you, important. You, you mean similar to like, you know, all the people in horror films who it's like, obviously, don't go into that dark room alone. I'm going to go in there alone. Let's split <laughs> up. No. <laughs> what could possibly go wrong? Please stop playing with timelines. Now, Stone's Gate uh, came out in 2011. It's done by White Fox, who you might recognize from ReZero and Devil is a Part-Timer. 24 e. episodes plus spin-off series. Um, 2009 mm. visual novel. Is that the one that you've played, Christian? Uh, I believe so. I played it on the actually, you know what? I played it on the Switch. Oh, okay. Um, not, I think I think it's the first one. As in, yeah, the first one that that that, that came out. Um, it's um, it doesn't. How can I put it here? It 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 follows the the event of the anime mm-hmm. like pretty much spot on. But then where it finishes is actually it finishes before where the anime finished. Ah, like, and I'm guessing that like, obviously like the sequel games could potentially continue on that story. I, I, I um I imagine so yeah but um of, of um of, I guess of, of particular interest is I'm someone that normally watches anime um, subbed yep. but with uh, Steins Gate I actually watched it dubbed because mm. um, I was recommended to watch it uh, dubbed they said like the person who recommended it said they normally watch anime subbed as well but they said with this one they watched it dubbed and they reckon it was amazing and they were absolutely correct like the mm. the, the dub is is actually stellar it is so good like hmm. the um like the the voices the the range the i guess the emotion yeah, yeah fantastic fantastic see, voice acting you see That's i'm the, I'm the, I'm the same i tend to watch most things sub because i don't want to wait <laughs> um, <laughs> um more, more than anything else um and also just i've had a lot of like admittedly dubs have been improving a lot in recent years but i've had so many bad dubs when i was in in the early 2000s in particular that i just kind of went no, I'm okay. I mean, I have heard that yeah. this series is tops on a lot of people's favorite anime lists. It's like one of the reasons yeah. I still need to get around to it. But so it's actually really <laughs> great to hear that it's got a good dub. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, um, Stein's Gate, I believe at the moment, is uh, on Anime Lab and Funimation services. I'll have to triple check that, but I'm it pretty is. sure that's where it is. And yeah. the movies as well, correct? And the movies, yeah. Oh, it's, okay. um, I'm just checking it now, but it's all it's all there. Oh, yep. fantastic. Now, um, if you want to check it out, we can highly recommend that it. It's good fun, good sci-fi. There's some psychological stuff in there. Do expect to spend some time thinking as well. Don't mm. don't be ashamed if you have to go back and release the stuff because my understanding is they discuss yeah. some pretty like heavy um, temporal mechanics, physics, and so on um, yeah. as part of actually explaining yeah. how this works. People need to stop screwing Can the I time. ask a question, though? Mm. Is the movies related mm. to the series or is it a standalone thing or is it just like a reflection of the series itself? because i've always wondered that um it's well it's kind of like a sequel it's assuming that you've watched or know the series or at the very least have knowledge of it yes ah gotcha i'm just having a look here okay so um at least on my anime list they are listing um stein's gate egoistic uh poriomania is that right um uh, which is the uh, no, that's a special, and that so that's a sequel, and then the movie, which is Load Region Deja Vu, um, is also listed as a sequel yes. to it as well. So mm-hmm. that it, yes. it definitely looks like it's a prior viewing situation. Yes, definitely. Um, which is always good to know. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm really annoyed at myself that I've put off watching this for so long that I'm going to definitely start this. Yeah, weekend. I think I'm going to start this one as well because I'm, I'm curious now. I'm probably going to. I've found the game for the Switch. And I'm about to hit buy. <laughs> 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 Another reason why I guess I really love it as well is because it's it's set 
in Akihabara. Yes. And like a lot of the locales are like spot on. And you know, the famous radio Kaihan building and the gamers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's all there. And like yeah. and like on the main strip, you've got like Club Seeger. I'm feeling yes. it's like called Club mm-hmm. Seeger. It's called something else for copyright. But the building's mm-hmm. there. It's all it's all there. And it's just it's it's fantastic. Yeah, it's it's really, really good. I've heard that a lot of people have made anime pilgrimages to what they call the Steinsgate building. Yeah, so <laughs> even with the Love Live one like that I did, I was walking with a person that we would like after look at the Love Live locations, we came across the Steinsgate they, they call it the Steinsgate building and they literally stopped right in front. I was like, what, why are we stopping in front of a gamers, no less? He's like, this yeah. is the Steinsgate building. I'm like, what? Well, what's so good about this gamers? And now that I'm going to go watch it, I'm going to be like, wow, I got to stand in front of the Steinsgate building and not realise it. You know, so. Um, but yeah, it, uh, the best thing about like, you would know it as well, like walking through Akihabara, like you, what you thinking Akihabara is, is not what you expect mm-hmm. actually. And it's this, uh, there's so many little alleys. It, it's very, it yeah. is a toku paradise for me. Like I oh, love going there. Um, yeah. I've heard stories. It, it's just the culture of being Akihabara as well is mm. unreal. Well, like, I was going to say, isn't the rule that you are never the strangest person in Akihabara? Well, no, see, <laughs> it's funny that you say that because... I would say other parts of Tokyo would be more out there, like Harajuku. Or, yeah. Um, oh, where was that? Uh, Shinjuku as well. Shinjuku. I stayed in Shinjuku as well. But um, yeah. in Akihabara, it's very much, yeah, you got all the shops and stuff like that. And it's very, you know, centric yeah. to the um, anime fans. But yeah. I would say actually yeah. other parts of Tokyo would be more the otaku paradise, whereas this is mm. just very much... You go there, you know what you're expecting when you get to... Yeah. yeah. I completely forgot yeah. about this anime until Kenny just mentioned it, but there's a Sherlock anime mm. called Kabukicho Sherlock, and it's all set in um, Tokyo. Um, yeah. But same thing, where they've taken locations from Akihabara, yeah. the... Uh, this is supposed hills, to be. This like, is supposed really to be the uh, like really really weird part of the city, Rocky just behind Akihabara. Yeah, and so which on. Which is where apparently Sailor Moon was based off as well, from my memory. Oh, like, okay. Yeah. Where Tokyo Tower and stuff is is near Roppongi, I'm pretty sure. Oh, okay. Kabukicho is also a region mm. as yeah. well, so um, uh, an area yeah. at least. Shinjuku Ward's East Side, and it's <laughs> the same sort of thing. Yeah, I've been there. Uh, <laughs> Yep. Is it a bit weird? So, if you, not to get too yeah. mature, but Shinjuku is known as the Love Hotel District. Ah, Fair enough. Yeah. that makes sense. And it's see, the red light, it's it's the red light, light district. district. Yeah. And see, me yeah. being me, when I went to the second time to Tokyo, I was like, oh, I can go stay in Shinjuku because I know it'd probably be closer to train stations and my next mm-hmm. location and stuff like that. Because I stayed the first time in Akihabara, which was amazing. But I was mm. like, let's try Shinjuku <laughs> next time. Mm. And uh, the hotel I got was great. But when you go in nighttime, but the you, rotated. you don't re- <laughs> you don't realize where you're going until you walk out the next morning and you're walking through the little alleyways and stuff like that, and you're like, why does this look so familiar to me? And me being me, watching a lot of Japanese dramas and stuff, ah, focus a lot on love hotels and things like do, that. They do, they do, and. Yeah, and Christian exactly. would know it as well. <laughs> on our last trip, we went to we got an Airbnb in Osaka, and mm. um, we didn't know because we got there like like at night. And the next day, we came out, and literally we were in like a little alleyway, beautiful Airbnb. But yeah. across, there was clearly what we what we discovered was a love hotel, and it was called Oyo. It's on. Oyo, it's on. Oyo, it's on. Oyo, it's on. And I was like, and I was like, okay, fantastic. That's, uh, <laughs> yeah, like, okay, well, they 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 aptly named it. 
They, they clearly knew exactly that. They, they are a destination, not a walk-in location. But, yeah, definitely. <laughs> I, we can talk about Tokyo. I, I would live there. That's how much I love. Because 100%. Thanks to, thanks to anime and stuff, it is what you expect when you go there, and it's just mm. a metropolis for us fans. Fantastic. Well, look, um, we have gone off topic, as we always as do, we always but do. Steins Gate, you can catch that on most Funimation services, so Funimation, Wackenham Anime Lab, and so on. Um, but that is where we do need to wrap things up we'll be right back in just a sec Kawaii radio Yes, that's where we're going to leave things for this episode. Thank you so much for joining us. And thank you to Christian, Japan Demand. Good to meet you. Thank you so much for having me. It's been so much fun. It's awesome. Thank you. Mm. Now, next episode, the Sailor Moon Eternal film is landing on Netflix in about a week and a bit. Uh, Sir, I'm going to be sick on that day. I can't attend. It's it's all right. You've already been told to stay out. (laughs) It's a girl only day, which means I'm going to put on a wig. Um, (laughs) So it's time for a Sailor Moon episode. Who will be joining us in the studio? It will be a surprise. We're going to play Russian roulette to see who's on it. Um, Not not Russian style, though. Please, no. I don't want to, like, be... We'll play roulette to see who's in here. Um, it's going to be really funny if it's just me and Aaron and Farfar's like, no. It's red. <laughs> it is. Oh. Now, if you have enjoyed what you've heard this episode, make sure you hit that subscribe button to get alerts for our future episodes. We are now on YouTube as well, or at least we should be, um, provided I have enough time to edit between recording this and releasing this. Um, those videos are now happening, and we're doing a look at five hidden gems from this season that we're halfway through yeah. for. And it's not the big ones at the front. They're... It's it's something you might not have thought of. Mm. Now, if you would like to join the Kawaii community, you can join us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter for breaking anime news, memes, and videos. We now also have a Discord where you can join us Dude. to talk about um, when we remember because of all the videos I'm forcing everyone to be involved in that we're not there as often as we should be. Um, but it is a good little community to join us on, um, and there's other like-minded anime fans there as well. And, of course, I would be remiss to not mention our Patreon and, of course a big shout out to our latest Wi-Fi senpai again tojiko very glad to have you on board mate and uh very happy to hear your input and suggestions that you've been making so far they're very helpful <laughs> you've been listening to Wi-Fi radio thank you for joining us and until next time watch, watch the anime. anime that's it good from here